and realize now more than ever that healthcare and health policy should have been at the center of the political stage in our country. And as medical students, health policy reforms within the next few years will shape the system we learn and work in residency and beyond. It's high time for us, medical students, to educate ourselves, participate in discussions, and analyze the healthcare system we'll be working in in the future. Sit back, turn the volume up, and lend an ear. What brings you in today is produced by Association of Philippine Medical Colleges Student Network Visayas Regional Health Policy Committee in partnership with Siliman University Medical School Council and Siliman University Medical School's official publication, Vital Science. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect APMCS and Visayas in the participating medical school. doctors and future doctors alike. Welcome to Tell Med About It, an APMC podcast by the Health Policy Committee to keep you updated about the current events in the realm of health policies. Here, every episode is hosted by a school and this gives them a platform to talk about all the things required about health policy. Our goal here is to educate every listener so that there may be better understanding of the issues that they are currently facing. This is Gio Martin of Femia from Silman University Medical Students Association, sitting in as today's host. With me is one of my colleagues in SOMS, Jamil Justine Kataan. Hi Jam, are you there? Hello Gio. Okay, so um, can you introduce yourself to our viewers? Um, okay, so first of all, I would like to thank the APMC for having this opportunity. And again, good afternoon everyone. Good afternoon to the doctors listening to us. Right now, again, I am Jamil Dostoevsky-Kataan, currently a second-year student in Tulman University Medical School. I graduated BS Biology at University of the Philippines last time. Oh yeah, I forgot that you also graduated from UP, and we both graduated from the same degree. Um, I took my biology undergrad from UP Tacloban, so yeah, that's good to hear. Wow, talaga. Let's go, is go para sa bayan. Okay, so anyway, Jam. I have a question for you. Wait, question again. Ano to? Recitation ba sa Gio? <laughs> well, it's just a personal question naman. Sige, go. So, Cam, ano? Yes, Gio. DDS ka ba? Ha? DDS? Tinatanong ba yan? <laughs> okay, so, hindi mo alam. Ano ba DDS, DDS yan? Diba? Ano di- oh, DDS? DDS, ano? Di dapat saktan. Tama ba? <laughs> Bakit parang may hugot tayo dyan, Gio? Kasi yung DDS na alam ko eh. Alam ko yung DDS, yung Dunkin' Donut supporter. Ay, parang sarap naman ng maging supporter ng ganyan. Pwede rin naman, DDS, di dapat sayangin. Ay, grabe talaga. <laughs> grabe yung hugot yes, na. Uh, on a more serious note, I think that it's more important for us to be critical in political issues, especially at times like this. We should avoid being fanatics and turn and turn a blind eye to social injustices happening right now in Southeast Asia. So, on the first episode of Telmed About It, we at SOMSA are ecstatic to share it with all to our listeners from Visayas. However, 
before we get to the specific in and in and out of the Philippine healthcare, health programs and the like, we decided it would be best to give everyone a short introduction, um, a sort of ca- crash course to lay a foundation that would help us understand our future episodes better. So, Jam, let me ask you another question. What do you know about health policy? Grabe, Gio. Nakaka-pressure naman. Pero, actually, I find your question hard because, to be honest, I only have surface knowledge on the health policies here in our country. But what I know is that it is essential, especially for the masses, to be able to access to proper healthcare services and benefits. And one thing, I guess, Gio, na related to this is that we can all relate to is the PhilHealth, which provides uh, the health insurance for all the Filipinos to avail healthcare services. Although we know that uh, recently it is currently facing a lot of anomalies right now. Diba, ano? Tanda mo yung hashtag na, hashtag na saan ang nawawalang 15 billion PhilHealth funds. So I guess... Wow naman, as, <laughs> as a person who claims to only have superficial knowledge, that was a bit extensive, and I agree. I believe that these policies are crafted to achieve goals while we gear towards better quality healthcare for the masses. And yeah, I believe that these policies affect not just the common people, but also to our hardworking medical professionals. And that whatever decisions happen, it eventually trickles down to the grassroots of our society. Yes, that's right. And for us, um, future medical doctors, it is really important to know the ins and outs of health policies so we can use this in the future in maybe improving the healthcare system in our own localities. Or maybe in the future, we can craft our own health policies which we deem necessary to provide um, proper healthcare to the people. Yeah, that's so true. And I firmly believe that medical doctors are powerful beings. They aren't just trained to be in their clinics or in their wards, treating patients 24-7. I believe that they are also teachers, nurturers, and leaders who will lift our society to greater heights. Even if you don't run for office, being knowledgeable on health policies is so important for us to educate and correct mishaps or unfavorable decisions that will hap- that happens within the system. Totoo yan. And in this pandemic, I really realized that we need to improve the healthcare system in our country. Health policies are not just there to be written in a piece of paper for legalities. We need them to work talaga to make sure that health is really accessible to So true lang, no? And anyway, let us know what we, if what we really think about health policy is correct. Let's introduce the speaker for this podcast. Our speaker is a graduate from the University of the Visayas Gulias College of Medicine with a master's degree in public health, subspecializing in health promotion from the University of the Philippines, Manila College of Public Health. Currently, she heads the Preventive and Community Medicine Department at Sylvania University Medical Center. And in the academic setting, we know her as one of our assistant professors, as well as the advisor of the Sylvania University Medical Students Association. Without any further ado, welcome our enthusiastic and beautiful doctor, Dr. Maria Lourdes Iorsos. Hello, Doc. How are Hi, you? good afternoon. Yes, you um, gave before me... we proceed, okay. <laughs> Actually, um, when you send me the invite, I'm a little bit hesitant because I was so busy doing a lot of things. Anyway, uh, okay, thank uh, you for the disclaimer that you mentioned earlier. I, I would like that to be 
uh, inform to the whole student who are watching right now. Um, again, good afternoon to everyone listening. Um, thank you so much for this invitation, Anthony, you know, for policy development because health policy is one of my subjects in the third year because I'm teaching this in the medical school in relation to health promotion, health management, and program planning. Actually, the board exam in public yes, health sir. right now, 60% are program planning and health development. So yes. I'm part of the lecture that I'm doing is a medical school. So actually, I don't want to talk about controversial issues like field health and any other thing. Uh, leave it to the policymakers. We don't want to say anything because it would become a violent uh, reaction for some people. Uh, so we don't want that to happen this afternoon. So we just yeah. have a plain and simple academic discussion what is health policy and that. So I think that uh, uh, we can clarify some issues actually. What is the role of medical professionals in health policy? I, when I implemented one project about 10 years ago, um, I believe in one of the objectives that we came up with is policy development for the different health impact programs in the government. And that was only at least five impact programs that we tried to implement in the province and in the whole Philippines, actually. Then one of the activities that we did was actually to invite the different doctors, MHOs, people who are decision makers, especially medical professionals. When we invited them for a policy training and policy workshop, mulay nangadto. Kaya dito, kano kuno sila mo magamag policy nga doktor naman kuno sila. That was the reaction not from a lot of people, but I told them that kisa may mo sponsors change in your health implementation of your activities in the RHU, except it should come from you. So you should be the one sponsoring a particular policy that you want to change in your RHU or in your institution. I think that's the the takeoff that we invited them because we noticed uh, I've been attending a lot of workshops, attending a lot of NGOs, policy development. I have not seen any doctors there. I think it's the right time that a young student should know about policy, that you're part of this whole thing. We are part of the whole uh, decision making in our committee or your institution. Because sometimes the doctor is set aside. It's now the admin is doing almost everything. Like the COVID karun, it's a big decision, doctor ba? No. For politicians and administrative people. So we're not talk about them because um, you might disagree with me. So thank you so much for that introduction. Yeah, it's okay, Doc. Um, we're actually here to discuss really on academic matters so that people would understand how the flow works, how these policies necessarily affect the people. And before we proceed, I would like, it's actually our privilege to thank you for being our speaker right now, for being our uh, guest for this podcast. I mean, I, I agree with what you say, Doc. I think it's high time that we become involved, especially even even if we're even if we're just young um doctors to be even if we're just students that we should know the processes of how it works because who knows that we might lead the country or we might lead our own uh, localities or communities one day and it's important to have representation in our society as uh, as people who are knowledgeable about the medical sector or what happens within medical field so before we proceed doc do you have okay. anyone um gusto may gusto ka bang i-shout out diyan sa mga fans mo no? 
Wala. So, yeah. Um, feel comfortable lang, Doc, if we proceed to the asking a question. Yeah, And, no problem. Well, you know, okay. okay. It's funny, like, how last, a few weeks ago, you were the one asking me questions for some certain contest. Tapos, kayaan, I'll be the one asking you. No problem. Asking you some <laughs> I'm ready with it. <laughs> of course, Doc, you know that you are. Yeah. So, yes, let's proceed to the meat of this podcast. Let's go to the first part of the question question and answer. So this is more of an introduction. Okay, Doc, can you tell us what policies classify as health policies? Actually, actually, I you know, I, I really studied. I really searched the uh, definition to come up with a very simplified uh, definition in terms of policy. So a policy is a deliberate no system of principles to guide decisions and achieve rational outcome, okay? Health policy can be defined as a decision, plans or a proposed course of action that are undertaken to achieve specific health care goals within the society. So they cover so many things, actually. It pertains to health, from services to financing, to policy change in some of the aspects, in relate anything about health, that you come up with a plan or action is part of the policy. Okay? But when we talk about national health policy, it plays a central role in defining the country's mission, vision, and goals, actually. Because the policy direction and strategy to ensure the health of its population. So its precise nature varies actually from country to country according to the political, according to the historical and socioeconomic situation in a particular community or country. So to me, that's the simplest way that I can talk about what is a policy. So the kind of definition about policy, but it will branch out to different topics, actually. So we'll make it as that. Now, it's just a, a decision, a plans, or a proposed course of action. Yes, Doc. I believe that what you said, the man, about health policies are is correct. Um, but as long as it's in, within the health sector as well, how it affects. So, what are the major concerns for these health policies and who are the stakeholders for this? Okay, so health policy is the sets of decisions and plans, as we mentioned earlier, developed by government or non-government agencies designed to promote specific healthcare objectives. So, the current health and pressing issues in the Philippines is what most of my present and health needs that we need right now that needs to be addressed because it affects all of us. So that's an issue. That's why it channeled through that. So public health concern ranges from the spread of diseases like COVID right now, HIV and TB and other infectious diseases that we have to contend with like measles in children. Concerns of increasing non-communicable diseases such as diabetes, cancer, and maybe cardiovascular diseases that we have to really condemn. The Philippines actually is a, is a problematic country. Because in other countries, non-communicable is their concern based on the morbidity and mortality of the country. In the Philippines, you have to contend between the morbidity and mortality of the country's data is half communicable, half infectious. Like I have a patient that might be diabetic, hypertensive, with 
chronic obstructive pulmonary disease and walay kwarta kung saan man na nimo pag-manage. So this is an issue that we're facing as a Filipino. That is a one in our country actually. That we need to really do some policy change to respond to the different people that we are actually accommodating in our clinic. Okay, so I think that's one of the concerns. So again, like mental health, again, is part of our concerns right now. Everybody's into a problematic situation because of economics brought about by COVID and substance abuse. People are now staying at home. What do they usually do? They're drinking like crazy. Okay, oh my gibuhat. Okay, and environmental problem that we're facing, we just have Ulysses. We just have a lot of devastation that we're facing. In Paktungan Pasak COVID, we have more problems that we are really, really facing. So I just lectured to you about environmental health and occupational health is where the problem is really setting in. And access to quality health care. And that, I think that's an issue that we have to face right now. Availability of the services and the affordability of the services. You have access. It's a, it's available, but you cannot afford it. Remember one COVID patient, if you go to the private hospital, you spend millions just for less than a month of, 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 of admission. So this is a problem to me. Is there a policy that will help people who are diagnosed with COVID to be financially helped by our government? We don't know. I do not know also. Then, so that people will have equal access and equity in terms of healthcare delivery in this country. So we have to address this because we have to assure that there will be an adequate public health infrastructure. We have to have change of behavior of people. We have to remember, we have to really, really prevent the spread of this communicable diseases. Corona diverted that even HIV is not being uh, prioritized by the national government, even the regional health office, people are complaining that they, COVID is the only priority agenda that they have, that they forget the services available. That's why the advocacy of LIAMAS concerning access of reproductive health is an issue right now in terms of access. And then I think, no, we talk about emergency responses and everything that we have to consider as part of the major concern of health policy. So. We have to consider that. So the contract aspect that we have to consider. So these are just the limited thing that I was talking to you. Okay. So thank you so for that okay. question. Yeah, I agree with you, Doc, that um, crafting these health policies, the major concern of crafting these health policies is like a multifaceted approach. It's not basically just on environmental factors, lang, but also include like the uh, mental health of the people or how they do it within or the current current problems they face within the families or whatnot. And yeah, I believe that we should craft or gear towards better quality healthcare, that one that's accessible and affordable and that's reachable to the Filipino people, especially that we are um, a third world country and a lot of people cannot afford um, the, uh, the, the, uh, the healthcare they need in order for them to survive. So yeah, let's proceed on to the second question. What processes happen in order for health policies to be generated and implemented? So the major stakeholders, okay, process actually. Um, in terms of process, um, elected and appointed, in the government side, elected and appointed officials write the health policy actually, with input coming from professionals. Actually, they made data 
to create a policy. So if they are talking about environment, they have to talk to people who are environmentally uh, expert, no? Like in the in the city, when we talk about environment policy change, we usually ask Dr. Alcala to be our resource person because he is one of the scientists in environment or Dr. Malayan as such. So in, um, in private uh, policymakers, um, it's been, um, the board maybe will be the one making the decision, but like other public policy decision, healthcare policy traditionally made through the three branches of government. These are the legislator, they're the one who make the what, the administrative is doing the how, and the judicial is to make sure that it's fair, not to be implemented. So actually, uh, the process actually depends on the environment, no? It depends on the environment, what is the global and the political situation and economic situation and social factors that has an influence on how this process happens. So policies are created to guide decision makers because policy, public policy determines if there is an issue or a problem that needs to be addressed by your city or by your municipality or your province, it has to be put in a public agenda to be, to be, to be discussed, okay? So what kind of development will occur in the community if you will not do something about that particular situation? So what services will be provided to the residents at the level of those services if you are going to implement such an activity? So what is the community's future? Will depends on the policy that you're going to make, okay? So there are actually six process on policy, uh, process of policy implementation. So number one is actually agenda setting. So get into the issue. So we talked earlier about the priority agenda of the national or the local government. Who's my priority agenda that needs to be addressed? So put it in writing, put it in the issue. Uh, give it to somebody who's gonna sponsor that in, their, in the Sangonian, or in the in the in your office or anybody's making it, uh, uh, decision has to be made. Give it to the decision makers the issue that you have raised. Number two, you have to make a policy formation, coming up with an approach to solving problems. So you need data actually. You need solid data. You need the expert opinion. You need to research what are the things that you need to to, to do. Is it really tinod tinila or it's just a dream for some politician or a dream of some uh, decision makers. So it has to be there, tangible and with a very good data to be really used for uh, data uh, policy formation. Then after that, it has to be approved. No, the, the, the policy formation has to be approved. Then after that, after not approved, it has to be implemented. So you carry out the policy. So who's going to carry out the implementation? So in the local setting, in the political setting, it's the mayor and we implement any policy. And the legislature is the one who made the policy. But in the hospital setting, it is the board that will make the policy change. And it is the supervisors, the different departments who implement the policy that came out from the administration. Then after that, after implementing, of course, we have to evaluate if you will continue the implementation or you have to terminate it because it did not change anything based on the evaluation that you made because the policy is supposed to respond to a situation that you were addressing earlier but it will not well i wish nothing has changed so you better terminate so make an alternative plan of action 
because policy is a combination of basic decision, commitments, and action made by those hold authority or affect government decision. So I think that's the whole reason, the process of really implementing this one. So there should be a problem that needs to be responded to. Then we follow through the process of implementation and evaluation or termination of the uh, policy that you have made earlier in relation to that particular problem. Okay? Okay. It's my first time, Doc, to hear all of those processes, how it actually happens from the top until it gets mechanized in society. Um, how long does it usually take for health policies to take action? I guess you have been part of Doc, for example, in Dumaguete. I think you were, are you Doc, are you both, uh, are you a consultant as well? Are you taken as a consultant when Dumaguete is making health policies? Mm, there was one, but I was not part of the policy making, but they asked me to be an expert in terms of implementing a particular project that was approved five years earlier by the Sangguniang. So I came okay, in, okay. Uh, it took some time. Now making decision like, oh, when we talk about national health policy, reproductive it took 15 years to make. 15 years. Because there are yeah, other yeah. agendas of other politicians that needs, that's why we talk later on, adversary during the making process of your policy that you're implementing. Okay? Okay. <coughs> Not that's noted now. <coughs> so, let's proceed then to the next question. Oh yeah, I think you've already answered it. So, who generates and implements these policies? Was it the, um, the, for example, in localities, you have the mayors, right? Yeah. And the, the board the board who makes the policies while the mayors would just um, would just implement it yes in a way but can the mayor also like um craft his or her own policy for it to be um, sub for it to be subjected for um checking for readings yeah i think uh, based on the what I observe, huh, the mayor can I know, can make some emergency measures, especially during emergency, he has to make some policy, but it has to be approved by the Sangkunia. Just like example, okay. who can declare war in this country? <laughs> oh, that's an example that I even ask. Who can declare state. war in this country? <laughs> who? Who of, of the, the three <laughs> branches of government can declare war in any country right now? It's a man. It's Congress, it's the one who will uh, not the president, not the judiciary. It's Congress who will declare the war. Okay? Uh, okay. So yeah. Okay. I think this is another thing that I think the student would would I request to do some research. I might be wrong. Okay, so okay. each agency will be tasked to implement this policy. So depending. So who generates actually, so non-attack problem. Uh, uh, if you're not going to make some activity, what is the implication if not acting immediately? So who are at stake? So we have to get involved. Uh, that's why we have a multi-sectoral collaboration in terms of making policy. So sometimes we have to address it to an NGO on problema. So there are non-government organizations that can implement your, your uh, activities later on. And the most effective way actually 
in policy, no, uh, in your workplace to be done properly. So you have to have consultation with people. I think that's very important. Then tailor your policy according to what you really need and define obligations be specific on your activity. Make your policy realistic and you publish your policy and procedure and it has to be oriented to every member of the organization. Unsa goni yung policy all about? Because it's kotobrana isha sa tables administrator or sa decision makers. If you not, wala siya cascade up to the lowest member of the organization, you're going to have a problem in terms of implementation. Because it's a very important thing that you have to consider. Okay. The, okay. The involvement Pero, of everyone, actually. How can how can the people though, how can they lobby or how can they um, suggest policies? Are they just consultants lang from health from policymakers or can they draft their own policies to be accepted or to be taken into consideration? Anybody can actually suggest to any politician make a draft, give it to them. That's why one of my assignments that I made for a long, long time is to make environmental health uh, project like what I'm asking you now. If it has a good proposal, I can submit it to any politician for possible uh, discussion in the floor for it to be acted okay. on. If it's a very good uh, project that you're making, you can always submit that. So that's why I'm 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 asking my my student for a long long time. Give me a very good project so that I can suggest it to any politician, so that they can make they can act on it. Especially environmental problem that we're facing right on each of the municipality. Why not? After I'm writing a lot of uh, doing something, but I may suggest it to this person, this person, this person. I'm writing something right now. Come uh, upon. As a student, I think how many thousands of medical students in the country, maybe you can help one way or another because you're the most observant person, you're so talented. Make suggestions, make uh, anything that it will help our country improve the health situation and improve the health services. Yes, um, I believe that. Full force, the big full force in, the, in our community. Okay? Yes, Doc. Uh, thank you for that wonderful insight, Paul. And yeah. I believe that I, in this podcast, I wanted to make the people, the VR viewers aware that even if they are just students, they are powerful enough to craft or help their society with their own uh, mechan- with their own policies. If the locality or if the LGUs or the locals or even if their own barangays are having troubles with implementing stuff or implementing these policies, that can help the people on the ground. So yeah, that's a good insight now. Thank you for the latest the actually oh. okay the latest influence of the medical students the network actually the board exam oh uh, yeah the student network Yung... wrote IETF and i think prc concerning the taking of the board exam adili it postponed to 2021 there was a letter that they sent and i wrote the letter it was really good letter huh that's why they reconsidered the the board exam of medical medical student of the graduate medical school to have it this year there was a, a little a little influence coming from the medical student. Okay, so that's one good uh, activity that you did. Okay, so yes, no, actually when when I entered APMC, there were lots of established documents already, and the first impression I got was, how did these medical students even draft these things? It was I think years of it was a culmination of 
efforts made from the past years. And I believe that um, we could do so much even if we're just small in population compared to the rest of the uh, population here in the Philippines. So yes. Okay, okay so... let's let's head to the next question. How how do these policies impact the healthcare in the Philippines? Okay, of course, we always talk about the how it affects the population. So, of course, no, if you have policy in public health, like preventing epidemics and the spread of disease, like I think COVID has so many policies right now implemented in the public and private hospitals, even in the community, even up to the Timbuktu of the Philippines, even to the mountains, there's really some policy implementation concerning the use of PPE, the use of social distancing, the use of a lockdown. These are the different policies that we have implemented actually to really prevent you know, the spread of the disease then healthy lifestyle for children and families. So what healthy lifestyle, even we're now locked down, we're now staying in the house at all. There are policies that we need to consider like exercise like Japan, go into a healthy uh, food um, choices in terms of being locked in your house, and everything, do something about it. Then we have to protect against you no know, hazards in our home, work, and communities and environment. So you have to consider that and ensuring high quality of healthcare services. Daily missed an opportunity for providing services to our community. We just uh, have a lecture, ladies, at the OSP lecture. There is one one situation that they stop one uh, activities in the community. And I told me even it's level five infectious problem. That particular activity should not be stopped. Like immunization is stopped when level five not done uh, lockdown. I don't think so. It's a policy I made by the Department of Health. I disagree with that. These are immunization. You cannot postpone immunization for children. I think they have to change that policy. Okay, so safeguarding, no, of course, no, and improving the quality of life, ensuring high quality healthcare services that we have to go through. Then the impact actually is more the direct or indirect, no? Influencing the social determinants of health and directly affecting the healthcare system approaches and services and opportunities, no? To really serve our people and policies aim on promoting public health specifically. So the miss on public health actually, current, I think the COVID is more on clinical approach, not so much on public health. Because those things that we're doing, and among the levels of prevention, I've been teaching that for the last 15 years. The PPS, I've been teaching that for the last, the concept of levels of prevention is not something new for COVID only. That I think what I got from the general population, hey, this is something new, this is something, no. The levels of prevention that we're talking about, social distancing, wearing a mask, different kind of mask, like different kind of mask at particular disease condition. Remember that, no? COVID ganit, pwede na siyang ordinary mask, uh, facial mask, but in TB, we need N95. We've been requesting the hospital to provide with N95 for the last 15 years. Lately, uh, we're not part of the N95 because it's going to be for COVID people. Also, I disagree with that because it's been a policy implementation that we need to protect ourselves. Number three, I think, kanin mga social distancing. We've been telling you that infectious disease condition, social distancing is a must already only for COVID. That's why ako ni, a, a little bit uh, ni, ni move backward ko kay Morag. This is something new for people. May in fact, tili na something new that we've been talking about. Even hand washing, we've been discussing that a long, long time ago. For anything that you do, wash before and after touching a patient. Wash before and after 
going to your to any any places. So that is not something new. So anything about COVID right now in terms of preventive measure is not something new. Maybe the management of COVID is totally different. The disease is very different. The the the, the virus is really crazy. No, we don't even know on Sagunishang virus. No. So these are the things that we have to consider that policy is there already a long, long time ago, but like sa TV, people also said to people na magmas, mag social distancing, you know, and everything. Did they follow it? Wala. But come because of COVID, we're a little bit happy, huh? Because everybody's wearing masks. So I think that's the exchange for something that we are really uh, emphasized so much on the levels of prevention with COVID. But infectious disease in the country is very common. So, things will be okay. Yeah. So, please. Another thing about policy can reduce the barriers or create opportunities like what happened to COVID right now and provide incentives that influence the choices that impacts health to achieve quality standard, improve safety of patients, and promote healthy outcomes. I think that's the whole thing about the impact of healthcare. So we improve the land. Opportunities are there. Coverage almost everything about uh, protecting our people, protecting you, me, and the total community, I think. That's the whole essence of the policy for as impact of the policy in our healthcare system. Okay. Okay. So it was an eye-opener for me Doc, to see that how our, um, how it's, con- how the health policies right now, right, are congested more onto COVID, but parang lesser siya for other public health concerns. Though, like what you say, that um, these um, preventive measures, these preventive health policies have already been in the past. It's just sad that our society doesn't really seem to create an importance through all of these things. Although I'm not necessarily glad that COVID happened, but maybe we have it has magnified the importance of health in general. Like yes, how agree. how we uh, like how we help people how how our health should be maintained within even our own families, right? That we should uh, practice the preventive measures needed so that we could protect not just ourselves, not just our families, but also to other people who are not well aware or who doesn't want to get in contact with them, especially that if they have comorbidities, for example. So yes, I agree with that talk. Thank you for that very wonderful insight. So before we proceed, Ikaw Jam, do you have what I know so far, what can you say about our discussions with Doc? I'm really enjoying Gia the discussion because as I've said earlier, sobrang surface lang ng knowledge ko on um health policies and from the inputs of Doc, um napalalim pa niya lalo especially in terms of the technicality technicalities of um, implementing such health policy. Yeah, yan naman si Jam. Or ready-ready na siya, naka-uniform pa. Parang <laughs> SGD. I, I think SGD. this as a, <laughs> ano kasi, parang nasa lang ni Doc. <laughs> oh yeah, Dedica- I stand the dedication. So it's just like our classes. Okay, so let's head to the, no? what are some examples, Doc, about these policies? Oh, I uh, I think you already explained that. Yeah, but so uh, okay, I think they explained that earlier already. Okay, about some of the okay. examples. What okay. concepts then do we have to understand in order to be able to form an uh, educated opinion on health policies? Okay, I think that I like this question actually. <laughs> because uh, it puts health on the agenda of policymakers. 
in all sectors and at all levels, directing them to be aware of the health consequences of their decisions and to accept their responsibility for health. Because the purpose of policy is to help your organization tie together your mission, vision, values, and culture into a clearly written and easily accessible document for all employees to take into their commitment. So, tananta, no? It's not only employees, we talk about people who are supposed to be implementing this one. A good policy analysis starts with the clear goals and objectives. Just like any research, no, you have to talk about. Consider a range of alternatives, expresses evaluation criteria, and assesses the impact of alternative with respect to this criteria. So there is no such thing as right or wrong policy, but there is a good policy or a good public policy. So these are some of the things that I was able to research, no? How to define a good public policy. So there should be a good public support. So like even in the medical student, we make some policy, make some changes. If a hundred of you will vote, that's a good, no? It's If only 50, it's still a good public policy. But and policy should be just that everyone should be included in the policy development. Dili lang a few sector of the society. Okay. Then a sound decision should be backed up with a solid analysis or data. You have to have data, you have to have expert opinions, data, on all of these things that you have to do some research. Then policy should be relevant, no? To the present situation because there are politicians or people nga gadanggo madili applicable ng ilang policy that they make. I was reading ani mga stupid policy that is created in other countries kay wala namang buhaton. Actually like dili mangutot sa aning lugar. Can you imagine na nanang the policy in some countries actually. So to me it should be in our country we just resource limited country because making policy is an expensive process. Kanang congressman interpolate ng policy, it will take some time for them and they have to be fed like crazy for the next three to five days. That's an expense in a part of the government. So it should be relevant that needs to be responded immediately. Then policy should be, can be implemented. Okay. And result can be monitored. Okay. Kung dili na siya ma-implemented, what is the use of that policy? And last but not the least, the budget allocation that you have to yes. consider when you make policy. Kay nagbutakag policy, wala ko ikarte i-add-on, on? It becomes a useless process, no? So, budget allocation is a very, very important part of your policy implementation. Usually, policy accepted by the majority of vote is called a good policy, but with super majority vote, it becomes a great policy. Okay, so again, go back to the policy. It has to entail uh, everything on this para good siya nga magamit sa mga katawhan. No? Katawhan because we have such a an, uh, a process that we have to consider. Okay, thank you. Okay, Doc. It was very uh, nice input as well. Um, yeah, I believe that when we craft policies, especially like um, even in crafting national policies in general, you need to have good support from the representatives, from legislators, from congressmen, in order for it to be passed until it is signed by the president. Um, of course, it should be representative. Like, everyone should be participative. Uh, participative.
participative of making these decisions as well. And I think that it's important that we monitor in the long run. And that budget itself is necessary to create um, an optimum health policy. And of course, it's within the budget that it's mostly abused, that it should be monitored, that it should be um, clearly monitored as well. But Doc, um, how do you necessarily monitor the, the health policies? You um, unleash surveys, you unleash um, health reports. How, in, in what way or what medium do you monitor it? Okay, actually, before you start any policy development, a monitoring tool should be already being in place. Based on your objective, actually. Okay. I will discuss this in the third year in health policy development. <laughs> but the monitoring tool should be in place already before okay, you implement yeah. the, the the policy. So you already know what to do. So it's already in place. Naka-stipulate na siya. These are the things that you need to monitor. Okay? Part of just a process of making the policy is your policy monitoring tool, actually. Okay, can I add some more? Actually, the Philippines, uh, the problem health policy, policy in the Philippines. When in fact, we're the think tank of Asia. With so many funding coming in from other countries, we make such wonderful policy. Actually, a problem is that in the policy, it's in the implementation of problema and the monitoring in our in our country. And I think one of the factors of that is actually the incompetence of some of our health workers. They were not oriented properly. They were not oriented properly. They were not educated properly about the certain policy that we need to implement. Then corruption, lack of resources, bad governance. Okay? So actually, yes. Go back again, the faulty designs, no? Uh, poor understanding of the policy, insufficient knowledge of the implementation context, unclear and even contradictory goals, and poor quality of evidence, and absence of political backing is actually one of the reasons why we have a policy that is not in place right now in our country. No, 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 Tanan, everything is wonderful, but because of some of the reasons why we were not able to really implement and the people were not served this policy that we have done a long time ago. Again, uh, unfortunately, we're far from achieving such an outcome actually in this country. I've been in public health for a long, long time. I'm very emotional about how we are doing with our country right now. So I hope kamo nga generation mohimo ani. Yes, no. Okay, so ako lang, we should come up with, with with something like this, that a policy that will provide greater proportion of the population with equal access to healthcare and basic services. A policy that motivates the existence of active community organization for health. Policy that will strengthen the partnership between government and private healthcare provider. A policy that integrates preventive and curative current services. People look at me as a what? Dili ko doctor kay public health rako. Ang mga sikat nga doctor ko mga nasa hospital. Which to me that makes public health not a very good encouragement for people to go into specialization because of the culture that we have in this country. Policy that integrates various activities which affect the health of the people in the locality. 
and policy that mobilize participation of all sectors, all sectors of the community to take responsibility of their health concern and to be self-reliant. A policy that collaborates and linkages with other sectors is essential, therefore, that partnership be developed as a strategy to mobilize and pull resources because we're a poor country and capabilities of various groups in the community and to work together either as a complement or a supplement and responding to health problems. The result of all of this at least a broader community participation, stronger commitment to development and sharing of resources and benefits among a great number of people. Health policy that responds to the different health issues could have been aligned and strengthened in both public and private healthcare service provider that they will realign also their work with the Department of Health Agenda for Health for All Filipinos. And I hope the private and public sector will really work together for the greater number of Filipino people. The kamu private mo later on, na may mga pobre mga tao, di ba? Talk to about the multiplier effect of helping our Filipino people. Actually, in your own clinic, you can help a lot. One free consultation times 365 days, that's 365 people. Days, 365 people that you have worked in one year. You multiply among 100 people. 100 mukha medical student. One patient a day that you give a free services that will multiply to a thousands actually a day. To me, I believe in the multiplier effect that you can serve the Filipino people even one patient a day in your private clinic. That is going to be a big help, okay? So, okay, we need man. Okay, go. I, uh, uh, I, I actually agree that. I actually agree that we need the, I actually believe in the multiplier effect as well. And that, especially at trying times like this, in natural calamities and in this pandemic, we should we should all cooperate as well in order to achieve and reap the maximum um, effects of our health policies and decisions. And I also yeah, and I, I also agree that um, right now we should that we should take in we should really take into consideration how these health policies work, and the people should um, dive into how they can help our society better through these things. But before we okay, and before we proceed then to the next part, do we have an insight from Jam? Because Jam Doc actually is, um, Jam, you are also aspiring to be a public health doctor. Oh, Gio, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, support uh, our public health doctors as well. So, hello, Doc. Thank you so much okay. for that very informative um, input. And um, on behalf of the students that are listening right now, there are some uh, medical student councils that are listening and they have um, some questions actually for you, Doc. And siguro pipili na lang po ako, Doc, ng uh, one question because some of their, their questions are already discussed. So the question, Doc, is in the Philippines, being an archipelago country, does it make enforcing health policies easier or harder? Because some would argue that quarantine should be easier for us because we have a body of water that forces one city to be isolated. Some argue that it is harder to distribute basic necessities because of the problem. Okay, the answer is yes and no. It's not archipelago that matters in the quarantine. Actually, it's the, the policy implementation, actually, when we go back. No, it's not archipelago. Uh, because to me, archipelago, um, I, I believe in devolution because we are an archipelagic uh, country. 
But in terms of COVID right now, maybe yes and no. So the answer is that really, uh, let's say, harder. Yes, because kato mga far flung, how do you call this, uh, island. In terms of support, it's so hard with the weather that we're having in this country. Access of transportation is another issue that we have to consider. In terms of um, transmission being fashion, wala na may gipili ang COVID. They're now in different areas in the, the province. Even the far-flung barangay in the mountain has already come. So, yes, archipelago in a way that another thing, it's not easy uh, to have a patrol in the different municipality. So, Dilish, wait, balik sa question. Is it hard? Yes, it is hard. Number one is the uh, transportation going there and uh, bringing the help that we can offer them because of the the distance we have to travel to the bodies of water. Number three, limited atong coast guard to protect them. Okay, if it's an island, area without you knowing where it is. So we have a limited number of military to protect every provinces in the country or every island in the country. So that's my answer. And no, maybe Delisha hard because to isolate sila, isolate sila. But we have the resources, human resources to to man the, the border, to man the checkpoint, to man the the seashore where these people are coming in. To me, Delisha. Because the success of quarantine is not just the border, it's not just the archipelago. It is a collaboration, actually, a commitment of your different agency implementing the policy, no? And the participants of different agencies that are not part of the decision-making and the participation of the community. That's the most important to me. It's not the archipelago, it's not anything. It's the participation of the community to really follow this protocol of prevention. So, munangiyon ako walay pasaway. Even doctors, ah, pasaway mong puning doctor kamo. Lagan kay mong dagko. Even if you know nga dili pedi mulaan. Okay? So, do not be a problem. Be part of the solution of the problem. So, to me, another one is that I have to, to really educate people to be knowledgeable of the things that we're doing so that that knowledge will be converted to application. And the application of that knowledge can be converted to practice and becomes a lifetime savior, uh, life-saving learning that you have to, to come in. So, archipelago, yes and no ang answer. Depends kung sa imong political leadership, the people will follow the protocols that we're actively implementing. Archipelago is not easy to protect a certain... Pilagutakalan, pilaka island ta, 600, 6,000? Can you imagine that? Do we have Coast Guard in a different islands in the country to protect? Okay, military is always part of the whole uh, implementation of emergency response to protect the people and to create order in terms of implementing this policy. Okay? Kita pa ng Pilipino, hindi ita disiplinado eh. We're not. Pagkita na itong polis, dahil tayo mutuo na ta. Kaya madok mong tag-polis. Malay polis, hindi mong tamo hadlok, actually. 
Okay, that's what I can say. Delicia. Okay, thank you so much, Doc. So I guess um based from your answer, it really boils down to the uh, um implementation part and taking into it is really important to take into consideration um not just the geographic uh the geographic um characteristic of a certain locality but also uh, in terms of the collaboration of every sectors in order yes. to in- implement the health po- policies and yes agree yeah. yes doc and thank you doc for that takeaway that education is really um important to everyone especially in implementation of um health policies because i believe doc na um hindi naman po magpapasaway yung mga tao if they are really educated on what they are doing and what is really the issue right now and thank you so much doc dio yes naman so jam do you have any other more any more questions there in store i think no no because doc really answered the questions um oh yeah it covers almost all the questions that were submitted so if you want to So to our viewers, if you want to learn more, you can just join our Google Meet class every 7.30 a.m. <laughs> Dr. Ursas is very willing and enthusiastic to teach us about so many things that's happening in our environment. Not just, well, not just in our environment, the health policies in general, like the evolution and how it boils down to uh, how, it, how this is our health policies, policies affect the people at the end of the day. So yeah, so we would like to thank you, Doc, again for I have my last word. Can I have my last questions? word? And last oh, sure, sentences. Sure, yes, Doc. <laughs> we actually doc. what we need right now after good <laughs> governance. Go back to I have lectured to you about good governance. Go back to that. That is not good governance actually. It's what we need right now. If people understand, say, "Me is a good governance." Politicians, yes. students, people. It will no. We need this to succeed in all the policy implementation because health governance, where the political leader creates the vision. Remember, the health provider will provide the quality and equity of healthcare services, and the people to participate and cooperate. Because everybody health is everybody's concern. Dili lang sa policy makers, dili lang sa doctors and nurses and everyone. Itangtanan is part of health. Okay, so as, go back to you as a student, as a physician, <laughs> we're not just clinician. Remember, we have the five-star physician that we have to consider. It to be a social mobilizer. So you're not just a physician. You have to be a change maker and a social mobilizer. You have to be part of the policy development process in your institution and in your community. We are here to be part of that knowledge because kita may knowledgeable about health. But I know this, that physician is not part of any decision-making process in our community in relation to health. Tanawa ng pila na kabuk politician sa atong Congress, sa Senate, na doktor. Wala. Even in samong sa Senate, wala ko tayo doktor. Sa Congress, maybe a few lang. In your counselors, in your community, pila may doktor. Pila may provincial governor ng advice ng doktor. Wala. Hardly we can find doctors involved in politics. But remember, layo kung ang doktor ni mo provincial ni mo governor is a doctor. Things will change drastically in response to healthcare. So kanod yas niyo aso. 
Congress, gamayin ang politician, uh, gamayin ang doktor. In Senate, oh, how much more? Wala d'yon. Sampunian <laughs> yes. pang lungsod, naba, wala d'yon. Pang lalawigan, wala d'yon. Doktor, anate, ami, nami usa, ah, wala. Paabot sa inyong community, sa inyong city or municipality, na may doktor dito. Wala. Where are you? Where are we? In this, you know, policy development and health. So, ayot ila po tatag i- 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 Usani i tap for position for decision making. Wala mamputan nag pakabana kay we are just too engrossed with our private practice, and that is one of the reason that doctors are not participatory because they do not want to disturb your status quo on earning a living. And I hope not. Okay. New batch of doctor. I hope not. Ch- things will change. Nanakoy mga sujanti ng mga Ganana sila mag-mayor, ganana sila mag-governor, kaya want to change policy makers in our community. Hoping that you will, ako ma-mayor na ganit ka doon, imbitahad ko, kay I will be there to support. Okay. okay, so thank you so much for this. This is just my way of saying that be a policy change maker in your community. Yes, love. With thousands of medical students graduating, what good time na usan ng presidente. Pagoy usa na nasing na congressman, wajo usa ka senators. Okay, hoping in the future we'll have some of you, no, being there doing something for health in this country. Di magun makita yes, ng yeah. makita na ubang infrastructure, but taking care of patients will be na makita. So kanalang no, with policy development things will change eventually later on in the future. Okay, thank you so much for this opportunity to be part of your afternoon. And I hope uh, continue this kind of activity even through this virtual activities. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Doc. It was very informative, po, and yeah, that struck me as well. In need of representation, talaga, in our current society right now, that we really need doctors out there doing changes. So, okay, um, Jam. Since yes, there are no yeah. more questions. Uh, let's proceed na lang. So what are you ano, what are the things that were most striking for you? What struck you the most here in our conversation? Ako, there were so many things that gave that enlightened me in our discussion. I agree. How about you? I, I agree actually and daming uh, sobrang daming points ni Doc na I really like and I really um, bigla akong na-enlightened. But what really uh, impacted me the most is uh Good governance is important, and I think that for uh, governance to be good, uh, policy direction should be uh, towards the masses. Talaga, we should always uh, aim for a mass-oriented um, health policies because, in order to, I think, in order to address the the needs of the people, we should um, go back to the grassroots and we should um, really uh, assess the situation of. Uh, of these people and also I also like the point that um hindi lamang tayo mag uh, sa health policies we are not there just to craft policies but it is also important that we have a good implementation of such um policies because if wala tayong good implementation I think um hanggang papel na lang siya or, or I think magiging siya para sa I think that's it Dio <laughs> Hello Ito?
So while waiting for Gia to reconnect, I'll be. Uh, since everybody knows that Typhoon Ulysses has hit the Philippines recently, and a lot of people in northern in Region Two have been affected by this typhoon, and a lot of Visayan med schools have have come up with a lot of donation drives. So let's begin with CDU Project Ayuda, together with CDU CM Student Council. ALSA, and CORE will continue our endeavor to generate funds for the victims of the typhoon. Any amount, as long as it comes from a giving heart, will go a long way. For cash donations, you may send it to Athena V. Chu, GCash, 0917-651-4771, Paymaya, 0917-651-4771, BPI, 920-911-3578, Metrobank, 2983-298-258561, or to Edilberto P. Ramos, BDO 0063-7015-3116. For non-cash item donations, you may drop them off at Cebu.com Electronic Center, V. Rama Avenue, Cebu City, or at CDU Dormitory, Lara Zabel Avenue, Mandawi City. They accept used clothes, hygiene kits, canned goods, and noodles. Also, for the convenience of everybody, I will be commenting the link to the donation drives in the Facebook stream of the Facebook stream. So for Maham, Maham encourages everyone to donate even just 50 pesos in their Magkahiusa project, a donation drive for the victims of the recent typhoon Ulysses. With your 50 pesos, you can help provide food packs and emergency supplies to the victims that need them most. Interested to help? Send in your donations to either of the following accounts. RCBC account name Camille Apostol, account number 9031402072, Gcash, Selena Arisgado, 0927318 Paymaya, Frenzy Antoinette S. Tadel, 0919035223, Paypal, ccapostol7 at gmail.com. Maybank, Mark Cesar Flores, 1045013204, BPI, Mark Cesar Flores, 9119284802. For SOOMS, SOOMS with the partnership of St. Paul University of the Philippines School of Medicine is having a donation drive for those affected by Typhoon Ulysses in Cagayan. You may send your donations through the following accounts. PDO, account number 0066701453880. Ernest J. V. Oreta, PNB, account number 30881005246, account name Angeline Lea T. Custodia, GCash, account number 0995162228, account name Angeline Custodia. For Southwestern University, they are accepting donations until November 25. So, SW Finma. SWU FINMA Medicine Student Council in partnership with Lyceum Northwestern University and Bicol University College of Medicine is launching ABAG, a donation drive aiming to assist those affected by Typhoon Ulysses. For monetary donations, China Bank, account number 10930205-8190. Account name, Southwestern University College of Medicine Student Council. GCash, account name, Marianne Dan. Marianne Dane Punzalan, account number 0917-927-0181, account name Rosalyn Morillo, account number 0905-681-8964.
for UCSM, the UC Council of Medicine is launching another leg of our Kauban Taani Donation Drive, which will now be targeted to the victims who were greatly affected by Typhoon Ulysses. You may send your monetary donations through front transfer to the given bank accounts below. Kindly note that they are only accepting monetary donations. So for cash donations, you may send them through BPI to Jamie Maribiano, 9099190792, BDO, Diane Grace Uy Matiao, 0080400109801980, Metrobank, Danielle Cherry M. Arago, 09438046224420, and for GCash, Jamie Maribiano, 0932. 429-3529. For, for West Visayas, through the initiative of CSU Medical Student Council, funds collected will be used to procure food packs for families in affected areas. You may send your donations through the following. BPI, account number 8549338624, Noreen Oro Bernal, Land Bank of the Philippines, 3 Seven zero six one five zero five two seven Noreen Oro Bernal Gcash zero nine five six one eight eight seven six seven nine Noreen Oro Bernal and for inquiries please contact Ira V Pangilinan zero nine seven five six five three eight zero eight six or zero nine two eight seven one four five five six seven. So those are all of the donation drives that the Visayas Med Schools have currently. So if you have the extra cash, please do donate. Thank you. So while waiting for Gio to reconnect, because I think he's having connectivity issues, Jam, That's how me. are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Where um, are you currently, by the way? I'm in Luzon right now. Oh, Luzon. So you were you affected by Ulysses in any way? Yes. Um, nung dumaan dito, uh, na brown out, and um, thankfully, bumalik naman din before classes start. Oh, that's that's very good to hear. At least uh, you were safe. Then, ba Joni? Or sa inyo, di ba taga Cavite ka? Yes, I'm from Cavite. I heard, actually, when the typhoon hit, I saw a lot of tweets saying na sobrang scary daw nung sound of the wind, kasi sobrang lakas daw talaga. And tas biglang nag brown out ganon. So it was scary. Pero glad to know that my friends were safe naman. Yeah, that was true. Nung dumaan dito yung bagyo, I can really hear the whistling sounds of the winds. Kaya wala talaga oh, ako. Oo mm -hmm. So okay. let's hope that a typhoon like that won't uh, be as ganun kalala again. Yes. And Hopefully. Yeah.
so jam it's been November na ngayon na August, September, October, November. It's been three months since online med school has started. How are you finding it so far? I'm still uh, finding it hard. Ang hirap mag-adjust and also uh, okay yung online class but uh, for those people na having a hard time accessing uh, the internet right now, for me, hindi siya para sa lahat. So yeah, sa'yo, yes. Do you online class? Ako, honestly, I, I feel like if we, if like the Philippines had a better internet server, I think achievable naman siya. But then, uh, you know, since most of us are in Dumaguete, di ba? Sobrang frequent yung uh, in, sudden internet interruptions or uh, electricity, you know, a brownout, ganun. So yun, very internet talaga number one problem. Yeah, actually a lot <laughs> pero, of medical. Okay lang sana siya. Oo, pero actually a lot of medical schools in Manila are having a protest right now that um some students are really left behind and I really stand with them because uh in this uh kind of situation um a lot of students uh really don't have an access to internet connection and I do, I don't think na ganun ganun ka effective pa yung pag-aaral para sa kanila. I think na dito na yes. dito. Hello. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? Yes. <laughs> Am I audible? Yes. yes. Is Doc still here? Yes, Doc is still here. Okay. I'm very sorry because I'm still around. Uh, we had a brown, uh, no, brown, uh, a brown out, and the internet hasn't gone back. And I am at an area right now that's a bit noisy. We have just a good stable connection. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But again, to, to wrap this up, uh, did Joni did you already show the donation drive? So that part. Yes, I made mention of all of the Visayan Med School donation drives, and I will be li- leaving a link. In the Facebook stream, in a while. Okay, thank you so much. So again, um, I guess we both learned, all of us learned so much from this discussion that there needs to be, for example, representation of medical professionals, not just in um, our communities, but also out there, to national, to the political field, not just within our own LGUs, but also to the national arena. And that you also learned that you, there are lots of technicalities and processes that happen in order for health policies to be um, granted. Like it starts with the setting, how you need data, how it needs to be approved, why you need monitoring, and how it needs support from the people as well. It should all go back to our goal that we need health policies that should be accessible available and affordable for the people. So, so Jam, do you have anything you could um, add or? I think wala na, Gio, because uh, you really uh, summarized it well. But I think uh, uh, what I, what my import, uh, my favorite part and what Dr. Orsa said is that um, consultation with the doctors is really important um, because uh, right now in this pandemic, um, the the voice of the medical um, people should really must be really heard in in terms of tackling the um, 
the solutions in this pandemic because if uh kasi si, tayo uh, tayo mga medical professionals tayo yung unang nakakapita ng situation and i think if we relate this situation to the policymakers mas magandang mas maganda yung magiging results mas maganda yung magiging implementation and uh, i think uh, this all boils down to how politics is really important in health uh, health is really political because um we see that um health cannot be uh, truly achieved if um, we don't have uh, good governance, we don't have good policies. So, I think that's it, um, Gio. Gio? Okay, sige. Um, so, in behalf of Gio, because I think he's having... Yeah. <laughs> I'm extremely sorry because um, yeah, here in Barangan is known as the land of brownouts and internet connection internet connection issues. So I'm very sorry lang on that part. But of course, I'll be willing to help naman, especially organizations that seek to inform and educate people of what's happening in our society in order to lift up us, to lift us up from the depths of where we are uh, right now. So, okay. So, and I think like the most striking thing for me in this um, discussion was, aside from the technicalities and how it boils down to how it works at the end of the day, is how there should be cooperation from people. Cooperation both from the private and the public sectors that it's not just, although I believe that the state has a bigger burden, I believe that um, the people should cooperate as well, as long as the laws are justified and as long as it helps them. But we shouldn't stop from, we shouldn't just be participative, but rather we should be more critical, more vigilant, and do tangible actions as well that could help our, um, that could help me- me- mechanize policies. That's why when I asked Doc earlier that what are the capabilities the common people have, Doc responded by telling us that they can actually provide their own policies, draft their own policies that um, politicians can take into consideration in order for them to um, do it or implement it at the end of the day. So that would be all. And before we officially end, wait, can I on my camera? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Did you see? <laughs> okay. So. Before we officially end our podcast, um, we want to convey the message to, to every listener out there that health is political. Not because we want it to be, but because politics plays a very critical role in the outcome of healthcare and the status, in our, status of health in our country. So yeah, health, pol- health policies are decisions made by these elected or public officials that eventually trickle down to the common people. So when these powerful officials decide to corrupt, politicize health information, or decide, decide to neglect the safety and welfare of the Filipino people, it's our job to speak out, to criticize, and educate them on a platform where, where health is being abused. And if you are neutral, I'm sad to say, in situations of injustices like this, you have chosen to side with the oppressor. So this is Gio Martin of Temia, your host for the first episode of Tell Me About It. You see, this is our policy. 
thank you so much for tuning in. Are we still streaming pa? Ni out na si Doc. Ako rin siya okay. gitag pa na. Hindi tayo naka-thank you kay Doc. Ako nag-i-off. Okay lang. Go, ni, dito ka thank you. Ay, okay, okay, good. Sorry ka. Ay, guys. Ay, guys. Sabi ko, sabihin mo, send akong thank you text pa. Okay, ni send na siya. Ay, okay. Thank you, Doreen. That's what happens if I have some collective experience talaga. That's what happens if I have some important business here sa Boronggala. Exam tapos habang nag-answer ako midway tapos makawala yung ano, internet. Oh, no. Wow. But she's me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> she got carried away. It's okay. Sarig na ko si Yang script. Sorry, guys. Ayun na lang si Joni prepared. Thank you, guys. So, thank you so much. Thank you for catching thank me. Sorry. May nasa... Si Jam pala, I forgot that she's part of the ending na. This is Gio, I'm your host. Tapos si Jam, kataag. Ah, so sorry. Okay lang. <laughs> Alam mo, lumabas talaga ako for internet connection. Oh my God. Ibalik so ang ano nyo. There's already... Quite... Yeah, there is na. Okay. Like, oh. yeah, Pasok tala yung tea on ano. Oh. <laughs> okay lang. Tala na like... Picture ta. Picture ta. Okay, okay. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Para na na witness ng mga ng mga people na nawala na ng internet. <laughs> Did you guys tell them that our host had a brownout? <laughs> I will just delete that in the ano the podcast itself. Okay, sige. Sorry, sorry, Jam. I, I I forgot to input Jam kasi. Okay sa, lang, okay lang. <laughs> sorry. Kasi it wasn't in the script. Oh my God, oh nga pala. Part pa si Jam sa ending. <laughs> okay. So how was it, Ate? Like, without without the brownout. <laughs> that was how actually was good. Like, you guys are... You, you, I want to congratulate you guys. Like, you did a really great job. Congrats, guys. With the comments and everything. Like, you... Nag-write talaga ako, like, this year. Wow. May But, notes ako. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. That's really good. Anyway. Pero medyo may lumabas na nag-blame again si Docs of People. Oh, oh kaya ako. Oh. Kaya, <laughs> kaya, kaya si Jam. <laughs> Pero Jam was like, But doc, if the people are educated, then I don't think I like that. When Jam said <laughs> that. <laughs> kaya na din, sabi ko na, kaya sabi ko din sa final speech ko na, I think that the state has a higher burden as well, but there should be cooperation. Parang there's still cooperation, but I want to put a higher burden for the state. Parang it's not necessarily the blame of the people that they do that. Pero ang galing like how Jam and how 
how um, how jam entered na pero doc educated ang people i don't think i that, like ano. that actually <laughs> parang <laughs> na save rush ako din siya may lang ako pero like <laughs> Sorry, akala kayong kung kung ano, safe zone na taganina. Pero kaya nga, like, sabi, ka siya. kaya nga sabi ni Doc, she wasn't going to be controversial, pero speaking controversial yeah. siya. Like, Oo, no, 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 no. <laughs> Balita din ni Doc. Yeah, pero yun. Pero do, I agree naman yun. Nagrabe ako sa intro kasi parang nag-answer na siya ng question, di ba? Yeah, yun. <laughs> yun nga kasi, di ba, na, di ba, sabi ko, kamustahan lang kami na before we proceed, tapos ganun. And then, eventually, nag-ano siya. That was, whew, okay. Gaanar ako din rin ako. Funny, guys, when you said Gio, but like, Doc, may, may i-shoutout ka ba? Tapos, ano siya? Tapos like, <laughs> or like, Doc, <laughs> si Doc Orsos. Si Doc Orsos. Basta yun. Okay, at least it's done. Sorry, kaayaw sa... Hey, no, I'm sorry, guys. We're not live na, no? Kasi live pa to. Live na nag-brown. Wala na, wala na. Thank you, Ron. Ako wala. Thank you, Kayo, guys. Basta yung matang sabi. 